It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And here we are, bright and early. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Scott, Diego, Izzy, we're all here. We've ah yeah, we've got a lot to do. I just found out Diego brought in some music. This is like some modern Motown stuff, apparently. So we're going to take a listen to that later on too. Okay, uh, what's on the table? Of course, Martha's Vineyard is on the table. Uh, there is still so much being written about. Well, the immigrants are no longer the illegal immigrants are no longer in Martha's Vineyard. The liberals got rid of them within. 24, 48 hours here, gone by, see ya. <laughs> After claiming, I, I saw a news story last night, one of the women complaining loudly about it's a humanitarian crisis. It's just another one of these that lives in a multi-gazillion dollar house up there that probably had enough room to, to put all of them in there, but she's saying it's a humanitarian crisis, so... Very quickly, the illegal immigrants shipped by Ron DeSantis has come and gone. Gavin Newsom is trying to make the biggest deal out of it. He's in a war. He's actually suggested that he and DeSantis debate. He is so trying to set himself up as the go-to Democrat, the front runner. It's just so blatantly obvious what he is trying to do. Princess Di will be with us later. Of course, you know, Princess Di and I have a bet. Princess Di claims it will be Michelle Obama. I have said, uh-uh. Michelle's not going to give up the high life, including her and she and Obama's place on the uh, on Martha's Vineyard. In fact, there was a very funny meme that was put out in the midst of all of this uh, uh, illegal immigrants overrunning Martha's Vineyard with Barack Obama with an AK, or no, with an AR-15 in his hand, and Michelle with her revolver, looking like the McCloskeys out when BLM was trying to storm into their neighborhood. It was the exact same pose, and it was only, only it was Michelle and Obama. That was pretty funny. Uh, if you have not seen The Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, you better get there now. It's going to close. This show has been running, it is the longest-running show on Broadway. On February 18th, 2023, they will say sayonara, adios, amigos, bye-bye. 13,733 performances since it debuted in 1988. A show has, one show has been running on, I mean, you know, obviously the actors and so forth have changed, but the show has been running since 1988. You even remember, that was before iPhones. That was before so many things. That was before Facebook. That was before Twitter. The show's losing a million dollars a month. Fans are supposedly mourning. Well, they must not be mourning too much because they haven't been going. Well, they haven't. I mean, it's closing because there's been a, a sharp drop-off in attendance. So I guess 
It's Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Phantom of the Opera. is based on a classic novel by Gaston Leroux. Originally directed by Harold Prince. I don't know who he is. Broadway legends, including Michael Crawford, I don't know who he is, was the first to play the Phantom. Sarah Brightman, don't know who she is. Judy Kaye, don't know who she is. I, yes, I'm ignorant of Broadway. I don't go very often. I don't know who these people are. And I have never been to see the Phantom of the Opera. I haven't been to see a whole lot of things that have come and gone on. I never saw Cats. I remember when everyone was talking about Cats and everything else. What do I want to go to and pay all this money to go see a bunch of people dressed up in Playboy bunny uniforms? I know he's so uncultured. Yes, he is. Okay, we do have some serious news about the, uh, and, and you heard um, the best of Bernie and said that was a really interesting discussion about the Navy SEALs in this ruling and Peter King, Congressman Peter King, a former congressman, about what was uh, taking place there with this ruling about religious exemptions. This is a big deal. And, of course, we will talk about that. But there is another, there was another op-ed, and I'll just read the headline. Not going to get into it just yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to it really soon. Extreme religious liberty is undermining public health. Now, just the first three words, extreme religious liberty. What does that mean, extreme religious liberty? Our religious liberties are granted by the United States Constitution. It is the reason that America was founded. Remember, America was founded by the, remember those old Puritan people, those old stick-in-the-muds that came over here because they didn't like the way the Church of England was doing business? Church of England, by the way, that's Henry VIII and his motley crew. So the Puritans come over here, Mayflower, by the way, incidentally, the anniversary of the Mayflower sailing was yesterday. Of course, every single liberal in America would probably rejoice if they could go back and rewrite history and make the Mayflower run into a typhoon or something. But it didn't. It got here. And hence, wait a minute. I just got a text from one of my dearest, dearest friends in the world, Debbie Duhane. She says, let's go see the Phantom. Debbie, seriously, you're going to make me sit through that thing? How long is it? Can we leave at halftime if we go? I mean, I'll yeah, you want to go see the Phantom, I'll take you, but... We'll go, but, I mean, seriously, can we leave at halftime? <sighs> and, Debbie, you need to call in one day and tell us about the restaurant in New Jersey because we haven't heard from our two friends over there, those two beautiful ladies in, uh, New, in New Jersey with the restaurant. So, okay, now, as I was saying, Extreme religious liberty. What is extreme about religious liberty? In this country, we have the, 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 the right to have our worship, 
our choice of religious worship protected constitutionally. And Lindsay F. Wiley today in the New York Times, Ms. Wiley is a professor of law and the director of health law and policy at where else? UCLA. The commies out there in California. Oh, Lindsay here is upset that a federal judge ruled last week that requiring employers to cover PREP, a medication that helps people at high risk for HIV avoid infection, violates religious liberty. So here we go again. A federal judge ruled that requiring, making, forcing to cover a certain medication violates religious liberties because employers perceive the drug to encourage gay and extramarital sex by making it safer. So some say, yeah, you know, you handle this yourself. And she is just hot in the toddies about this. How dare they not force employers to carry this? So we'll, we'll look into that. And then there's Governor Newsom and the hair gel. You know, Governor DeSantis had a great uh, point to make about all the up the hoo hoo going on with uh, with with Joe Biden scrambling together his cabinet. We'll play that. But let's see what time we have here. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Diego. We're going to break early because I want to play. We did this yesterday, folks, and it's going to be a replay. But if you haven't heard this, it is really worthwhile. A congressman from Louisiana speaks with one of these environmentalist wacko lawyers about petrochemicals. And of course, what did she do? She's, you know, she's a she happens to be an African American. So what does she do? She starts as usual. The only play they have when you question them about anything is to try to turn it into race. So she's an environmentalist wacko arguing that all fossil fuels should end. The congressman actually questions her with a profound question. And what does she do? She tries to turn it into a race thing. When that doesn't work, you'll hear what happens. And then our very own Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez jumps in the mix. So we'll do that when we get back. It's both early. Yes, it is. It's James Golden here with you Saturday morning, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, and we will continue and get the fun rolling right after this. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Is this it? All right, Diego, tell everybody who this is. This is Laura Rain, Laura Rain and the Caesars.
Okay. Yeah, it's got a retro sound. Yeah, exactly. And it was released last year. Cool. So some new old music here on WABC to get us started. Laura who? Laura rain, like like rain that falls out of the sky. And yes, the Caesars. Like, like rain on me. Do we have Eric Clapton speaking of that? See what you triggered? We'll have to play that later. Let it rain. Haven't heard that in ages. The dramatics. I want to go outside in the rain. We could have some fun with rain today. Her voice reminds me a little bit of Denise Wilson. I mean, not Denise Williams. A little bit. Okay. And see, I got myself in trouble, Debbie. Duhane, thank you. Phantom of the Opera. I said, okay, Debbie, I'll take you. So immediately I hear, oh, you're taking her out. You don't take me out anywhere. I got a text within minutes. Oh, nice to see you're taking her somewhere. You don't take me anywhere. Oh, gee, what did I get myself into? And then Debbie says, no, we can't leave at halftime. We got to stay for the whole performance. Oh, great. This is what happens when I open up my big yap. Okay. As promised, let us get to petrochemicals. Now, let me just give you a quick, a quick background. Petrochemicals, you cannot, folks, we cannot count every use of petrochemicals. They're in almost everything. They are a, such a part, they are ingrained in products. Products you wouldn't even think of. Products that we use for everything. From skin care to the stuff that goes in plastics to the stuff that, I mean, and you think about the number of things that are made out of plastic or plastic or or, or some sort of plastic, and it numbers in the millions, gazillions. And this woman, this environmentalist lawyer, wants to get rid of fossil fuels and everything, and you will hear her say that she wants to entirely shut down. the. And Louisiana, by the way, is one of the ranking states in the world in developing petrochemicals. So without further ado, let us listen to the exchange this week that took place in the House of Representatives at a hearing with Representative Clay Higgins. Americans are watching this hearing today, and I'm glad we're having it because this is some of the most outlandish testimony I've witnessed yet in six years in this oversight uh, committee room. It's it's stunning. I'm not quite sure. I mean, with, with all due respect to our our panelists today, I'm not quite sure some of you are connected to reality. So I'm going to Miss Salter, 
ma'am, good lady, please prepare your mind because I'm going to ask you three questions. I'm going to give you <laughs> most of my time. I think it's good that America hears Ray Assalter what is you have name. to say. Attorney. If you had control of the, of the world, ma'am, if, if, if you did, I mean, you're presenting these, these grand ideas about eliminating fossil fuel and the, the horrors of, 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 of the oil and gas industry and the energy that we consume to run the world and uplift the economic potential and prosperity of the world, which is the, the single most most significant factor that connects the, the prosperity of our citizenry worldwide is, is economic opportunity, and energy drives that. But there you go. Let me just ask you, what would you do? I have three questions, so I'm trying to keep your answers within 30 or 40 seconds, please. What would you do with petrochemical products? Okay, everything you have, your clothes, your glasses, the car you got her on, your phone, the table you're sitting at, the chair, the carpet under your feet, everything you've got is petrochemical products. What would you do with that? Tell the world. If I had that power in the world, <laughs> what? actually, I don't need that power, because what I would do is ask you, sir, from Louisiana. I'm giving you the to power. Search, You're presenting, to search you, sir, from Louisiana, positive. to search your heart when, and understand why the EPA knows that toxic petrochemical facilities My are some of the most lady. toxic, I, I'm polluting trying, I'm facilities trying in the, the floor, world boo. and are killing black people throughout Louisiana. Okay, so my so first thing would to be you to search your you heart and ask your God what you are doing to the black That's and poor God. people no in Louisiana. That. You know, uh, that would be my first thing to ask. Let's just have uh, one at a time so that we can... Uh, uh, see, it's my time, Mr. Chairman. If I, if I claim, reclaim my time, I shall. I'm going to give this young lady an opportunity. You might not like it, but America needs to hear it. You've Amen got no answer, do you, young lady, about what to do with petrochemical products. So I'll move on. What are you going to do with ocean-going vessels? What do you do with the maritime industry? Well, we could, I, again, I would ask you to search your heart for what is happening on the coast no of Louisiana. Of course we like, do. You, we you need to move away from petrochemicals. We need to shut down the petrochemical facilities shut in your state and move the, away the from plastic. We need the to move away from it. You and there are... It's insane. It is what would you do with the aviation The only industry? thing that would not function is the petrochemical industry in your state, sir. This woman is its, it's you, almost you, ludicrous. Do you care about the planet, good lady? Good like, lady. Do you have ecological concern Boo. for real? Like from a biblical perspective, we were, we oh, were given... Oh, biblical on it now. We, we were given... The Lord gave us dominion over the planet and the creatures thereof. Now, the original translations of dominion means to care for and nurture. So from a biblical perspective, I am an environmentalist. I love my planet and the people and the creatures thereof. Do you? Sir. Sir. If we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about the Lord, I ask that you search your heart again. This is and again. Think about what is wrong? Search your heart. Search your heart. You, 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 the fossil you fuel industry that owns your state 
is destroying the earth and the natural world. And You're that is a fact, sir. You, you know what you and got, that's a young fact. lady? You got a lot of noise, but you got no answers. Mr. Chairman, I yield. Boom. Well, all of this, my friends, this, 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 this so-called lo- This woman is a lawyer. Somehow or another, she passed an exam that made her a lawyer with that brain, which is very difficult to figure out. What we would do is just get the petrochemicals in your state. We would shut them all down. We would shut down everything. You're killing black people. Oh, only black people live in Louisiana, I guess. You're killing everybody. You're destroying the world by making plastic. This woman actually got a college degree somehow and then advanced and got a law degree. She actually practices law. And she believes, by the way, that somebody would grant her the power and she and her left-wing kook activist environmental wacko activists to go in and shut down statewide, just like the commies used to do. We own the state. We'll just take it over and shut it all down what we don't like. We'll shut down all the petrochemicals, and our entire economy would collapse if we did that because manufacturing would collapse. And just think of, look around your house right now, my friends, please. Just look around your room, whatever room you're in. Look around and see how many things have either plastic or some sort of derivation. Start with your eyeglasses if you wear them. Start with buttons. Start with the stuff on your computer. Start with, we'll start if you're, if, if no matter what, just look no, around your house. No more air conditioning. Exactly. Oil and oil, we are an oil-based economy. And this is what liberals hate and don't understand. Oil is such an abundant resource, it is in almost everything. Some variation of oils are used to manufacture almost everything that this economy is built on. And she... This genius environmental wacko lawyer wants to shut it all down. So then our very own, the woman that shut down Amazon from bringing tens of thousands of jobs to New York and giving people livelihoods, our very own Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had this to say about that. But I wanted to address uh, Ms. Salter directly. I just want you to know that um, in the four years that I've sat on this committee, in the four years. I have never seen members of Congress, Republican or Democrat, disrespect a witness disrespect in the way that I have seen them disrespect you today. You're I do not care what party they are in. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen and anything like that. For the gentleman of Louisiana. Louisiana? And the comfort that he felt. And the comfort that he felt. In yelling at you like that. She was yelling. There's more than one way to get a point across. Yeah. 
And um, sometimes people do frankly, it with common sense. Men who treat women like that in public, in I public. fear how they treat them in private. Yes, we, we can be better than this. We don't yes. have to resort to yelling. Yes. Moving on. Moving on. I want to tell a story about um, uh, Let's move year. on. Uh, be Back. I don't even want to hear your story. I want to tell a story about Amazon and how you kept so many New Yorkers from having great paying jobs. That's one of the stories I'd like to tell. So she's sounding kind of GQ there. Oh, she has a picture in GQ. She is on the cover of GQ, and she has a picture in GQ. You know that you know that thing where, where um, in all the movies that Columbia does with the woman standing there with the light. She has a dress like that that's that's wrapped around almost to the floor, except she's standing on the steps of Congress in this weird pose. Like she's some sort of goddess. It's or like a some, Greek statue. <laughs> yeah, like a Greek statue. She, that's exactly what it is. She's standing in a pose like she's a Greek statue. It is so bizarre. But that's our Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who I guess sees herself as the new Evita. Look, folks, the, the bottom line is these these liberals are insane. What they offer is straight-up insanity. There's nothing real here. Everything goes back for Democrats to the race card, one way or another. They cannot exist without trying to play down the race card. The petrochemicals are killing black people. Really? I have never in my four years in Congress seen anybody disrespected like that. Uh, we're coming back. We have to stop for some petrochemical breaks right now. Folks, it's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We'll be back right after this. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're going to head to the phone soon. I'm trying to determine or decide whether we should tackle this uh, extreme religious liberty column now that was in the Washington 
post. I don't want to keep those of you waiting on the phones too long because you have some great comments. I want to get to them. So I'll tell you what, let's do that, and then I'm going to come back at some point. We have to deal with this. Extreme religious liberty is undermining public health. These, I'm telling you, these leftists are amazing. They want total control of your life. They want the ability to mandate for you. These are the people, remember, that spent decades telling us to keep, keep. remember the stuff they used to say, um, um, stay out of our bedrooms. They don't want to just get in your bedroom. They want to get in your medicine cabinet. They want to get in every aspect of your life by mandate. And they're not satisfied if they do. And I just love, by the way, and we are going to talk about it more, what's going on up at Martha's Vineyard. And also, let's not forget what happened over at Kamala Harris's little crib down in D.C. Because Governor Abbott sent some migrants over there, too. And these they're having cows. They are not happy. And these people... The elite, they couldn't wait to get these illegal immigrants off the street of Martha's Vineyard. They couldn't even stay there for 24, 48 hours. They were gone. Get them out of here. They have all these signs around there about how BLM counts, and, and they, you know, they, we support refugees, not like those illegal, not like those awful Republicans We love illegal immigrants. Yeah, as soon as they showed up in town, what did they do? They got rid of them. Get out of share right now. We don't want your kind here. In fact, do we have terrorist theme? That's That's our racist Democrat theme. Terrorist theme is from, there we go. Martha's Vineyard locals call on the Obamas to open their $12 million home to migrants. Longtime Martha's Vineyard resident says she supports Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' move to relocate migrants to the vacation island of Martha's Vineyard. Says the Obamas should open up their $12 million home to the newcomers. The idyllic enclave was plunged into chaos. Plunged into chaos when 50 Venezuelan migrants landed there. Chaos. 50 Hispanics showed up. Oh, Lordy, 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 what are we going to do now? I'll tell you what they did. They called in the National Guard. They called in the military to get rid of the Hispanics. That's what they did. Now, you could dress this up any kind of way you want to, y'all. Y'all could say that there was a humanitarian con, yet we, we can't feed them. We don't have the infrastructure up here in Martha's Vineyard for them people. We don't have shelters because we're Martha's Vineyard. We don't have homeless shelters to house these people and we don't have a home depot so they can't go stand out there and look for work on saturday morning so we just had to get rid of them now never mind that's what we got a military for 
We call our military in. We call them the cavalry. We call them them Union. We call them them Union cavalry and said, look here. We got ourselves a big problem up here. We don't have, I mean, what kind of food do these people eat anyway? We don't have no tacos up here. We don't have a beautiful taco stand. We don't have no bodegas, bodegas, what you call them things? Bodegas. We don't have no bodegas up here. This is Martha's Vineyard. We only have mansions, and we only have estates. We don't have the kind of infrastructure it takes to deal with 50 Hispanics. So what we're going to do, we're going to call the National Guard, about 125 of them. Get yourselves over here, boys and girls. Get these people out of our town. We can't have this up here. This Martha's Vineyard. This is where the Obamas come to hang out. This is where John Kerry and the Democrats come to hang out. This is where we have the elite of the elite Democrats, and we don't want those people in our town. You understand? Now, listen here. If y'all insist on sticking around, we got some people with some white sheets that are part of our... We do. That's right. And if the National Guard won't get rid of them, why, we'll just burn a few crosses and make sure that we can get rid of them with those with our friends and our little private little militia. You know, them. We can't have all these respect. We, we, look, we're not prejudiced. How dare you insinuate that we are prejudiced because we don't want 50 Hispanics hanging around our town. Our quota, we like Hispanics. We like them just as much as we like them Negroes. We like Hispanics just as much as we like them other peoples. You know, the ones that come in to clean our houses. The ones that come in to make sure the toilets are clean. You know, the ones that do the work. The ones that change our babies when they soil themselves. We like them people. So we ain't prejudiced. We just don't want them here. I mean, they can't stay overnight. They could come back tomorrow. If some of them want, we might have some cleaning jobs for y'all. Do we have any cotton? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It don't grow up here. That's only for them other people down there. Anyway. Don't you dare call us prejudice because we don't want these Hispanic sticking around our wealthy enclave, our wealthy liberal blue city enclave. Look here. We don't know. These people weren't vetted. They might have the COVID or something. They might be kind of, oh, we can't say that. That sounds a little too Trumpian. We can't say that they might be carrying diseases, can we? We can't say that no one vetted them to see whether they have criminal records, can we? No, they just got to go. We can't have... Look, we are not prejudiced. We like them uh, them Hispanics. Just like we like them... Uh, uh, Just like we... Look here. 
we like people. We just don't want y'all in our town because it's a humanitarian crisis. We just don't have the infrastructure for y'all. That's all. Now go find some little homeless shelter or somewhere where y'all could stay 40, 50 to a room. Get in one of them old Chevys. That fit about 15 or 20 of you. Put you in one of them little Chevys and get on out of here. This Martha Vineyard. We ain't got no room for you folks up here. This is a summer paradise, and we don't want it spoiled by you people. What's so hard to understand? No, we are not prejudiced. We are just Democrats. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Oh, knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. One more thing. I don't know whether y'all just heard what I just heard. Okay. Because I just heard I'm listening to this. I'm listening to this Bo Snurley fella here. On, on that radio station down there, that 50,000-watt flamethrower, that WABC thing. And I just heard something that might just solve this whole thing. I did. I heard it. This could be the answer for everything, okay, because we don't have the infrastructure, like I said, up here to house them Hispanics that are trying to invade, not invade. They visiting Martha's Vineyard thanks to that awful man down there, Ron DeSantis, who just insists, insists that we have to share Here's illegal immigrants. Okay? Now, we got a problem, like I said. We don't have the infrastructure to deal with y'all people. We don't have no tacos up here. We don't have no grits. Oh, no, that grits thing, that's for the Negro. I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. We just have cottage cheese and bagels and locks and stuff like that. But anyway, I got this thing here that could just be the salvation for all of us. Because, see, it's a communication problem that we have here. We don't have the infrastructure. They come up here. We don't know what the hell them people are saying anyway. We don't. We don't speak that. We speak money. We don't speak Spanish. But I just heard the solution. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's this lessons is are it. fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks... Presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed Amigo. by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations Amiga. that you'll actually use. 
three weeks. It's incredible. After three weeks, I'm on vacation Madre. in Paris. Having a conversation in French. Trabajo. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live Taco. classes with the language teacher. If you want to learn Taco. a language, there's no Bell. faster, easier, better way than Babbel. Babbel. Taco. Babbel. Taco. Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Learn how to speak Spanish in three weeks. In three weeks, we could solve everything. We all be speaking the same language, and then they'll understand when we tell them, get the hell off of our island, because y'all don't belong here. Let's go to the telephones here on WABC Talk Radio 77. And we will start with George in the Bronx. Hello, George. Welcome to Boston Early Saturday Morning Radio Extravaganza. Again, I spoke to you last week about my godmother, Sherry Scott, not only a member, but a founding member of Earth, Wind, and Fire. But I didn't call about that. I called about the Phantom and the Opera. Do you, I'm informing you of the first black Phantom and the history of Phantom and the Opera, of the longest uh, running Broadway play in the history of Broadway plays. Uh, he, his name was Robert Guillaume. He was a, an actor in Hollywood. And they gave him, he could sing. He never never gave up his first love, which was singing opera. But they gave him a TV show, and that derailed his career, singing career. But he had a chance to do the Phantom. Now you know you're gonna be a singing fool to do the Phantom. Now come on now, tell the truth. So his name was Robert Guillaume. Are you familiar with Robert Guillaume? I've heard the name, but to be honest with you, you know I'm not as well versed in opera as I should be. I mean I know some of the big names, you know Kathleen Battle, uh, Leonette Price. I mean I know. Some of the Marion Anderson, who I'd love, of course, and so many more. <clears throat> I'm trying to fake my way through this. I don't know opera as well as I should is the answer, but I I do like opera. A TV show in Hollywood, and you know him as Benson. Really? Robert Dion, look it up. Okay, I will. His first love was opera. Did but you get in touch with your happiness and his attitude? They said, "You know what? You make a good butler on the TV show." A good butler, a good butler. Okay. Uh, did you get in touch with your godmother? Huh? Did you get in touch with your godmother? No, I did not, sir. Thanks for asking. I'm you sure did. she'd be glad to know that, but she's not dead. So praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. But <laughs> Please get a hold of her and tell her we love her and we would love to talk with her, okay? Get a hold of her. Thank you, sir. For an interview. Yeah, I'd love to speak with her and I'd love to play and her song. By the way, let me talk to her I went to school with Chris for Jasper. Oh, you did? Chris Jasper of the Isley Brothers, our friend. We love Chris I went Jasper to here. With her, sir. Yeah, All right. We're the same age. You but are just a wealth that, of. You're a wealth of information, my friend. Look, our lines are jammed. I love hearing from you. We're going to catch up with you soon. And please get a hold of your grandmother, your godmother. We appreciate it. Let's go to Pamela in central New Jersey. Pamela, thank you for holding. You're on both early. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. You got any tacos? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, Cortez does have a theme song. It's Don't Cry for Me, Queensboro. The truth <laughs> is I never left you. Oh, yes, I did. I did leave you. Oh, sorry about that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you described her as Ava Perel, and that, that suits her. 
you know. Don't and cry she could for be me, Queens. Yeah, don't yeah, cry for me. GQ. I'm on. I'm my. Yeah, you have to look at the picture of AOC in GQ. I mean, this is a classic picture. This should be. If there's a picture that should brand her. This should be the picture. You know, I. It's hard to explain a picture on the radio, but folks, if you just do a Google search for it, you will find this picture in this month's GQ of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in her Greek goddess statuesque pose. It is totally amazing. And Pamela. Ava Perone, in the play, she sang that song. It's, it's perfect. It's it's Hollywood. It's and totally Hollywood. Remember, uh, just another, I do remember Benson. If I remember correctly, he played a butler, but he was the brains behind an inept governor, or I think he was a governor. Right. I remember that show correctly. Right. Wow. And his first love, we just found out, was opera and the Phantom. So, okay. Great going, Pamela. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Let us go to New Rochelle, New York. Ralph, welcome. You're on WABC. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Good morning, Mr. Golden. I was listening to that exchange between the attorney and the gentleman from Louisiana and this woman may have some book smart. She's a lawyer, but she's got no common sense. And for Acacia Cortez to say that he was hollering at her, you know, they want the men and women to be equal. But when you treat a woman equally as you would treat the man, all of a sudden they're the weaker sex. And I can save the petrochemical industry. Let them know without petrochemicals, there'll be no equipment and instruments to perform abortions, and that would save the industry. Whoa. Ralph, very clever, and thank you. I appreciate it. Let us go to Tony in North Brunswick. How are you this morning, Tony? Good morning, Bo. Um, I'm doing fine, thank you. Um, I wanted also to comment on the AOC comment and the representatives from uh, Louisiana and the attorney. Um, and, and they, they were referencing uh, scripture, and in the scripture it says for the men to take the lead. And for the men to take the lead, uh, take care of their families, responsibilities, and stuff like that, and in society. And we've seen that everything today is kind of like upside down. So I, I think stuff like that, just simply something as simple as Tony, to your children. Tony, 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 look, I understand what you're saying, and I do understand that there are biblical references to man and those and all that. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you honestly think in human history that men have ever been in charge of anything? My friend, women rule the world. They have always ruled the world. And they will always rule the world. Women have the power. Because and where's if, the love? That is the love. Men will do anything for the woman that they love. Women actually, which is, which is, if you want to get off into this, I mean, we can go there. Women have more power than they realize. The, the only issue these days in, in this contemporary society is that women give away their power. Women give it away. But women have the power. Women have the power to shape culture. Women have the power to shape the way that men not just treat them, but treat everyone else. It has been said, and I don't know who, who said it, that women actually are the civilizing force 
of society. Women determine the way that men are going to be raised. Now, it does take, in some cases, male influence, too. Of course, men, you know, you look at boys and their fathers. That is a relationship that that is an amazing relationship, but you can look at boys that are raised by single mothers who grow up to be incredible men, and their mothers take and, can take on the role of both mother and school them father, like a father. You see this all the time in our societies. Women have the power to shape society. Men, please, we are lucky. We think, and women allow men to think that we have power and that we are the decision makers. But in reality, my friend, women rule the world, not men, and they always have, and they always will. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let us go to the Bronx. Tom, you're on WABC. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If you want to weigh in on whether you think the real power in society resides in men or women, feel free. Tom, you're up. I'd like to say that sending sending these individuals to Martha's Vineyard was a smart thing because they have to wake up on Martha's Vineyard to realize to do something about the the border situation. The other way, they say, well, I'm king, I'm living on top. I mean, they're all kings and living on top, and and none of this bothers them. It's a Well, you know age. what? It is the smartest thing that Ron DeSantis has done because it has focused the country on how hypocritical Democrats are when it comes to dealing with um, illegal immigration and the attitude that Democrats have toward Hispanics is now front and center as part of our national conversation. Democrats have been screwing over Hispanic people for decades. DACA. DACA. Democrats are in charge. Why has there been nothing done? More on that when we get back. Hour number one in the can, hour number two coming up. Our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. Back in mere moments. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Welcome, our number duo underway. If you want to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. We still are going to speak more about the situation that was in Martha's Vineyard. The, the interlopers are gone. The Democrats made sure to get rid of them within 24 hours, 48 hours. So, yeah, the 50 Venezuelans that showed up out of here, adios, goodbye, sayonara, all of that. But <clears throat> the fun still lives on because we're not going to let America forget what they've just seen up in Martha's Vineyard. Democrats on parade. No, we don't have the infrastructure here. No, why the hell are they sending these people up here? They should be in Texas. Now, what is going on in Texas, by the way, is criminal. It is criminal because America's laws are being violated 
right and left. There was another one of these night cams that spotted about 500 people marching through the border last night, just last night. This is every day. I've been warning, you know, we have a podcast with Todd Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies. We've been telling you about some of the atrocities that have gone on under Joe Biden. Let me refresh your memory with some of the things that we've uncovered. The, not only, there's an article, there's a, there's a column in, uh, I believe it's the Los Angeles Times, about how, or, or the New York, one of the legacy mainstream uh, newspapers, about how the infrastructure of uh, the 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 I'm not amnesty. It's not amnesty. The asylum program is broken, and all this points that we need to fix the asylum program, folks. The asylum program has been broken. This is one of the reasons that Donald Trump tried his best to fix it. Now remember what Democrats complained about. When Trump was in office, it wasn't just build the wall. Donald Trump said, listen, we have to get back to what immigration policy was. You can't just come into the country because you have economic distress. You have to bring value to America. You have to prove that you're not going to be a burden to taxpayers. You have to have sponsors. You have to be, to be able to support yourself. Well, Democrats had a fit about that. In fact, what Democrats have done in California is now make it easy <clears throat> for every illegal immigrant to come in to immediately get on some sort of state welfare program. If you are an illegal immigrant, your children can go to American schools and the American taxpayers pick up the bill. What has overburdened many school districts is the fact that now they have to have a dual-language program set up that's pretty intense because a lot of kids are coming in with obviously no English skills. Now, some of you say, okay, that's humane. That's humane. That's the right thing to do. And look, who wants to see children hurt? I don't. You don't. Nobody wants to see children hurt. But let's understand the the mission of state policy is to defend the interest of the state. And in this case, the United States. If you go to Mexico and you want to immigrate and your child speaks English, guess what? They are not going to set up an English program for your child to learn Spanish in Mexican schools. In fact, your child cannot attend Mexican schools if you are there illegally. You cannot participate in Mexicans' political process. You can't even go to a protest legally if you are in that country. And that's even legally as an American, let alone illegally. If they kick you out because you are there illegally and you come back, you go to jail for 10 years. That's Mexico. Mexico defends its own borders, in other words. They don't have an open border policy. You don't see thousands of Americans scrambling over the southern border going into Mexico because the Mexicans will not allow it. They are serious about their national sovereignty. And by the way, they are serious about maintaining their border, their own southern border with Central America. Well, they were. 
Now, what we have learned about the asylum process, thanks to, to Todd Benzman, is this. And this is scary when you think about it. And this is what's happening. This is information you will not see on any of the mainstream networks, television, or it is not even on any of many of the conservative networks because they don't they don't report it. But the details that Todd found when he was in Mexico. What is happening is this with when it comes to this asylum program. Many immigrants that come through from Central America are asked why they're in Mexico. They say, we're on our way to the United States. Okay. At that point, they are asked, why are you going to the United States of America? Many, and we're talking tens and tens of thousands, reply, I'm going to improve my way of life. I want to find work. I want to find a job. Well, that is not a reason that is acceptable. And so they are not given the paperwork to advance. They're told, I'm sorry. At that point, there are several NGOs, non-governmental organizations that step in. One of them is run by a group of Jesuit priests. The other is run by a character that we don't know his mission or his origins, but we do know this, that funding comes from, of all places, the United Nations. And what happens then is that these immigrants that try to get through to the United States on economic reasons are turned to these NGOs and they are then debriefed. They are all of a sudden sitting down and coming up with repressed memories of being tortured or being political victims that then qualify them for amnesty. In other words, it's a scam. These two organizations help illegal immigrants make up stories to pass for asylum. They then approach the Mexican government again with these made-up stories about how they were victimized in their home countries, and that is when they are allowed to apply for asylum to the United States. It is a scam. The United Nations is involved, and... There is a Jesuit order of priests that are involved in this scam. This reporting came from Todd Benzman, Center for Immigration Studies. Right now, the number of asylum cases has exploded over the past few years. And, folks, our immigration system is broken. We are being scammed. Many of these people coming in here with alleged stories of horror from their home countries never apparently really faced what they are saying they faced. It is just a story that is being told to get them into the United States. Now, that was even before Joe Biden and his administration pretty much opened up the borders. 
Our border agents, in many cases, are standing down. They talk about the number of people they send back. Right now, the United States is on track to have the largest increase of illegal immigrants into the United States in our history. It is estimated that within one year, the next year that's coming up, the United States could have as many as 6.4 million. Hear me out. 6.4 million illegal immigrants enter. That is larger than the population of several states in the United States. This is what this Biden administration is doing. And yet, if you listen to Jean, to Karine Jean-Pierre, let's go to cut one and listen to what the White House spokes gal has to say. But does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that, to make sure that, um, uh, you know, to make sure that... To make sure that... To make sure that... To make sure that... What the hell am I supposed to say at here? ...at the border be removed uh, or expelled. Yeah. Did you hear that? What did she really say? What did she really say? Analyze her words. Are you saying the border is secure? Now, this requires a yes or a no answer, right? Is the border secure? Yes or no? Is the United States border secure? Like Kamala Harris said this week. Kamala Harris, by the way, don't forget, is supposed to be in charge of the borders. Let us listen to Karine Jean-Pierre one more time. Is the border secure? But does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can uh, to make sure that um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding. Right to the break. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Whitney Houston brings us back on WABC. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If you want to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. Ron DeSantis. Scrutiny mounts over DeSantis' use of state funds for migrant flights. That's in the Amazon Prime Washington Post this morning. 50 migrants flown. All of this over 50 migrants. Do you realize, do you even, can we even count the number of illegal immigrants that are in border towns in Texas, in California, in Arizona, those that are in Florida? Can we even count them? Do you remember the number of flights that the Biden administration was flying into Westchester Airport in the dead of the night with illegal immigrants? 
and not a complaint from any of these people in the mainstream press. Not one complaint about it. Scrutiny mounts over DeSantis' use of state funds for migrant flights. Fifty migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard amidst an escalating battle between GOP governors and the White House over immigration were transported to a military base. They were gotten rid of by the military on Cape Cod. Get them out of here. Florida lawmakers allocated $12 million in the state budget to facilitate the transport of authorized aliens from this state. That means that the money was budgeted in there. Yet two Democrat state lawmakers on Friday said they're going to ask the legislature to instruct Ron DeSantis to cease his inappropriate use of taxpayer money. Well, it was already appropriated to do just that. But these Democrats, of course, want some headlines. The use of state funds is not what was intended or described in law, nor was it what was discussed in the debate, say legislators Evan Jean and Frentress Driscoll. It's in the law. Ron DeSantis had a lot to say about Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden jumped in this ragging DeSantis. They're all saying, oh, you're so cruel, you're terrible, what a horrible human being you are. And then Joe Biden is calling an emergency session of his cabinet to deal with this. Listen to what Governor Ron DeSantis, love you, Ron, had to say about it. Um, Perplexed. I also uh, was a little bit um, perplexed when I heard that the president is scrambling to get his cabinet together uh, to try to address the fact that you have governors who are helping to relocate illegal aliens to sanctuary cities. didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when we had millions of people illegally pouring across the southern border. He didn't scramble to get his cabinet together when you had 43, 53 migrants die in some trailer in Texas because they were neglected by the federal government. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we had Americans that were victimized by criminal aliens that he led across the border. You didn't see him scramble to get his cabinet together when we hit record fentanyl deaths, which that fentanyl is coming across his open border. It's only when you have 50 illegal aliens end up in a very wealthy, rich sanctuary enclave that he decides to scramble on this. And so I think what we are doing... I think what we're continuing to do is use every tool at our disposal uh, to insulate the state of Florida uh, from the negative ramifications of his reckless border policies. And yes, that involves helping with transport. Uh, It involves suing on catch and release, which we have done. It's involved making sure that contractors are held accountable if they're facilitating this into our state. And we have a statewide grand jury that's looking at different types of practices that may be going on in the state that's exacerbating the problem. And so uh, the end of the day, this is a massive policy failure by the president. This is a massive and intentional policy uh, that is causing huge amount of damage all across the country. And it's all rooted in a failure 
to take care that the laws are faithfully executed and to fulfill his oath of office. And so instead of scrambling and worrying about a bunch of rich people and having 50, and oh, by the way, they already bust them out. They're gone. They said they said we want everyone, no one's illegal, and they're gone within 48 hours. Uh, and so why not actually look at what's going on? There were more Acela corporate journalists in Martha's Vineyard today than have ever gone down to the southern border to look what's going on. Why don't you go down there and look what some of those communities have to deal with every day? Ron DeSantis is taking it to American liberal journalists and American liberal elite. Here's something from the Amazon Prime Washington Post. Michelle L. Norris writes this opinion piece. What Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis don't understand about America. It was a political stunt meant to embarrass a vacation enclave known for attracting liberal A-list celebrities. Uh, no, uh, Miss Michelle Norris. It was a political action meant to highlight the hypocrisy of elite Democrats who happened to visit that vacation enclave. Some of them. With reportedly no warning to local officials, so what? So what? What warning do local officials get when Biden ships illegal immigrants into people's states overnight? None. So stop complaining. It's the same thing that Biden does that you Miss Norris, don't care to write about. You and your lackeys in the so-called mainstream press. With reportedly no warning to local officials, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis surprised the island of Martha's Vineyard by sending two planes filled with about 50 immigrants, many of them from Venezuela. Blah, 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 blah. It's all part of an ongoing shift and dump campaign from Southern Republican governors who are using desperate people as political pawns to protest the Biden administration's immigration policies. What policies? She continues, the moves surely delight those in the Trumpian base who have taken to social media with glee. The surprise drop are meant to underscore the alleged hypocrisy by liberals by forcing them to deal with an influx of immigrants, alleged, she says, alleged, your bias is showing, miss. But instead, they wound up only highlighting an outpouring of humanity. Now, that is rich. Instead, they showed how humane we are. How humane you are, you got rid of these people within 24 hours. That's what you call humane? When when people speak of Martha's Vineyard, they usually refer to sprawling beaches, spectacular homes, and marquee names such as the Obamas, the Clintons, Seth Meyers, or Spike Lee. The island is known for its wealth, and to be sure, there is a lot of that. But there's another Martha's Vineyard that people don't much about, and it was on full display this week. No, it wasn't. What was on full display this week was your hypocrisy. Now, this is, it goes on and on and on, this woman trying to convince us all that what we saw is not what we saw. 
This is typical of liberals, so-called journalists, so-called columnists. Oh, this backfired. It showed our humanity. Yeah, your humanity is showing all right. You, could, you couldn't wait to get rid of those 50 Venezuelans like they were the biggest threat to Earth. You got rid of them like they were the carriers of COVID. Couldn't wait to get rid of the, these Hispanic people. And this, by the way, leads me back to where I should have closed the loop at the top of the last hour. Folks, Democrats have been playing Hispanic people in America for years. For decades. Let us go back. And I'm going to cite this. I know some of you have heard it before. You hear he goes again. Yeah, here I go again. Obama, what did he have? He had the White House. What did Democrats have? They had the Senate. They had the House of Representatives. Republicans could not stop any damn thing that we Democrats did. Hence, we have Obamacare. Because Republicans, no matter how hard they tried, didn't have the votes to stop it. Now, what have Democrats been telling us about Hispanics and illegal immigration for decades? That those god-awful, evil, scum-of-the-earth Republicans won't let us have immigration reform. Democrats could have done immigration reform all by themselves. They did not need a Republican vote. They had the House, they had the Senate, and they had the White House. They could have signed, sealed, delivered immigration reform all by themselves. Republicans didn't matter. What did they do? Absolutely nothing. They told Hispanics to get to the back of the damn bus. We have to pass this Obamacare thing and screw you Hispanics. And then Hispanics came out and said, what about DACA? Well, that's what Dick Durbin and his Democrats said. What about the children of illegal immigrants who didn't know that they were brought here? And everybody feels like, okay, come on, let's do something for these kids. They're innocent victims in all of this, right? What did Democrats do? They had the House. They had the Senate. They had the, they had the White House. They did nothing to help the DACA kids. Not one thing except continue to talk about how Republicans wouldn't help the DACA kids. They didn't need Republicans. They could have done all of this themselves. What did they give Hispanic voters? Absolutely the middle finger. Screw you. When it comes to really helping you, we're all mouth. Okay, fast forward. We had the Trump years. What did they tell Hispanic voters? That awful, evil Donald Trump wants to build a wall. He wanted to actually secure the borders. You know what? Most Hispanics in America are law-abiding people. (gasps) That comes as a shock to Democrats. Most Hispanics in America who came here legally want the laws of the United States followed. They are like every other American. They are law-abiding, good people who want the laws of their country, and they, like we, know that America is our country. They want the laws of our country respected. Hispanics are no different. They are not inferior to you. They don't think like they're on some other planet just because the people coming in illegally are Hispanic. Oh, we're Hispanic, so we want them to give it pass. No, 
These people have worked hard to have the life that they have in America for them and their children, and they want the laws of their country respected. They are Americans, and they are proud Americans, and they are hard-working, decent human beings that follow the law, and they want the law respected. What do Democrats do, aside from stereotyping them all as wanting lawlessness? They did nothing. So now, fast forward. After the Trump years, here we are with Joe Biden. And what do we have with Joe Biden? Democrats are in charge of the House of Representatives. Democrats are in charge of the Senate. Democrats are in charge of the White House. Once again, they do not need Republican votes to pass anything. Hence, we get this massive spending bill. Well, we did have 12 rhinos that voted for that. Hence, we get these infrastructure bills that don't spend money on infrastructure. Here we get these college loan handouts, these welfare giveaways for pandemics that amount to trillions of dollars in spending, and Democrats can pass all of that by themselves. They don't need any help, except they do have some rhinos that join in on some of it. But what have they given to Hispanics? Have they fixed DACA after all of this? No! They told the Hispanics to go jump in the in the river, preferably the Rio Grande, where tens of tens of Hispanic children die every month trying to cross that river, and they don't care a whit about them. They do nothing for Hispanics except give them lip service. It's the same game they play with black people. Oh, we're for you. Oh, we love y'all niggers. We love you people. No, do not cut that off. I will say it again because I just got censured. We love y'all niggers. That is what Democrats say to black people. And yes, I said it. And I will say it. It is not one of the banned words. And that is the attitude that they give toward black people. It is superiority. It is that you people are inferior. It is that we know what's best for you people. Meanwhile, they do everything they can to hurt them economically. What is what this Biden administration has done. They have given black people in America the rope-a-dope for years. They're doing it to Hispanic voters. And if you want to see the real attitude the Democrats toward his, have toward Hispanics, look at Martha's Vineyard. Within 24 hours of the arrival of the Venezuelans, they got rid of them all. Get the hell out of here. We don't want you ruining our wealthy enclave. That's what Democrats are about. They're all mouth. They talk racism at every turn, and they are the biggest collective racist party that the world has ever witnessed. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back.
in a moment. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. You made a fool of me But that broken dream got to win ELO brings us back Evil woman. Oh, you know what Joe Biden did? Talking about make a fool. He uh, he finally admitted that he's been lying about being arrested in South Africa. He finally had to admit. That this story he's been telling for years about about uh, being arrested when he was in South Africa, supposedly visiting Nelson Mandela, was a lie. We all knew it was a lie, but now he has to say it. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had said Just, okay. Now, if any of you want to take issue with what I've said, you will find respect here if you call to disagree. And we can have a discussion about it a respectful discussion with each other. I know that there are elected Democrats that listen to this show. I know there are elected Democrats, Hispanic, black, non-Hispanic, non-black. Why don't y'all call in sometime and actually say I'm wrong? Tell us how I'm wrong. Tell us all how I'm wrong about you Democrats. And while you're at it, tell us why the ghetto is still the ghetto almost 70 years after the civil rights movement began. Tell us why you still have failing schools in the areas that you control, how you're not educating black and Hispanic children. Tell us why you claim after Obamacare was supposed to solve the problems of the world that health care delivery is still a problem for so many people in blue America. Tell us why. Tell us why that job creation and job growth in black and Hispanic neighborhoods is so poor after all the trillions of dollars that you spent in public spending to make sure that it goes. Tell us why Maxine Waters, for instance, in South Central Los Angeles, after you held up Congress to get grooming money, for black people so that they could groom themselves before they go out on job interviews. Why is Los Angeles still a hellhole in Southern Cal? Why is that? Why is Compton still a wreck? Why in New Jersey, with Democrats running the show, in every single neighborhood that is predominantly black or Hispanic, why are these neighborhoods still failing to deliver under your leadership? 
Why is crime out of control? Why do you have criminals roaming the streets, attacking black and Hispanic citizens and white citizens, and you let the criminals out of jail to just do it again? Call in and defend yourselves, because this is what you do. You claim you represent black people. You represent Hispanic people. Oh, these Republicans don't like you. They want to stop you from voting. Explain to us why most black people and Hispanic people in America want voter ID, but you don't. To protect the votes, their votes. Explain to us, how is it that in New York City alone, there are over 200 schools that service black and Hispanic children that are failing, and you people let it continue to happen year after year, decade after decade. Explain to us why don't you, why neighborhoods like Cambria Heights and Queens can thrive when you have Caribbean Blacks who come here from the Caribbean set up businesses with their work ethic, and they succeed, and in in a few years, many of them are millionaires, many of them are, are moving into the upper class of America, and you have black people in these neighborhoods that have been here since slavery times, and you can't do anything to help them elevate their lives. Explain yourselves. Explain yourselves how you say it's okay to commit abortion on millions and millions of black and Hispanic kids, and that's not genocide. Explain yourselves. Stop telling me Republicans are the problem when you people are the ones that force all these people into nursing homes and kill them. Explain why COVID hit these neighborhoods so hard and your solutions, telling these people that hydroxychloroquine and and, and ivermectin and all the things that worked didn't work. How many of them died? And you're still running around here claiming that Fauci is king. Explain yourselves. You won't because you can't and you don't dare. That's why you people have brought nothing but misery to black and Hispanic neighborhoods all across this country. And we see your real attitude on parade now. 50 Venezuelans showed up. You're the people. Danny Glover, Sean Penn, all of you ran down to Venezuela to kiss Hugo Chavez's ass and his ring. All of you ran down there. Hugo Chavez wrecked that country. He destroyed the lives of these Venezuelans. Many of them don't have electricity. They are the eighth largest oil-producing land in, in the world, and many of them don't even have enough energy to keep the lights on. They are starving for medicine. They don't have medicine. Many of them don't have food. So, of course, they try to escape that hellhole that you liberals wanted down in Venezuela. And now they come to Venezuela. I mean, they come to Martha's Vineyard, 50 of them. And what do you do? You call the military to get these people the hell out of your town. Explain yourselves. You don't dare. Call me and tell me I am wrong. Tell me I am full of it. Tell the good people that listen to this program that I'm full of it. You can't. 
because all you have done is bring a culture of death, a culture of immorality, a culture of misery to people. And yet you sit and you blame Republicans, you blame conservatives, and you blame Christians for all of your problems, the problems that you create. You Democrats, every single one of you elected Democrats, you've turned New York into a hellhole. You've turned Los Angeles into a hellhole. You've turned Atlanta into a hellhole. You've turned Portland, Oregon into a hell. There's a story today. I have it here. A homeless guy crashed into the house of a Portland homeowner in the bed of their child. They get caught. They get sent to jail. 24 hours later, the perpetrator's out of jail with no bail. In New York, you've done the same thing. You let murderers out. You let criminals out on the streets to prey on people. City after city in America, your woke DAs do this. Call and defend yourselves. Tell us what's right about this. Tell us what's right about the way that you're treating children telling them to transition when they're in the first, second, and third grade, giving them puberty blockers to change their gender, and telling us somehow that that's that's okay. Abusing these children. Tell us what's right about any of this. You can't. You won't. Your call's coming up. We're coming right back. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Seal brings us back on WABC. There used to be a gray and tower alone on the sea. Uh, here's a comment. Have you ever noticed that some of the artists from the UK, like Seal, have a very different writing style than many people in America? They're not talking about mindless lyrics that are sexually explicit or gangsterism. They're actually intelligent songs. Oops, did he say that? Yeah, why is that? When you contrast that to what we get here from some of the contemporary music artists that are, um, how shall we say, popular. Why is that? There was somebody that wanted to talk about songwriting, and I... Daggone it, I let the person hold too long, he hung up, or she. If they call back, Izzy, put them through first and let me know they're on the line so we can take them. Thanks. Let's go to the phones. Let's uh, talk with David from the Bronx. David, how are you this morning? Yes, good morning. I am taking strong issue with something you said regarding um, how Democrats haven't passed immigration reform, either when Obama was president or now. I'm sure you're fully aware that Obamacare got passed through reconciliation, okay? Immigration reform cannot be passed through reconciliation. The parliamentarian has ruled on this a couple of times. So Democrats cannot pass it alone without any Republican support. Yes, they can. So how am I to su- yes, they can. 
Yes, they can. No, they cannot. You yes, cannot can. pass it with. They're gonna, how can they overcome a Republican? Democrats break the rules every the time they want to dig. Look here. Democrats break the rules every time they want to break the rules. They could have voted on the filibuster and gotten rid of the filibuster like they always threaten to do. Dirty Harry got rid of the filibuster when it came to judges. Why can't he do it for immigration? Yes, they no, can. That'll be for everything. And no they Democrat can is going do to do it. that. Now, they don't have the political will to do it, but they can do it, is my point. Yes, they can. They own the rules you know of what? the Senate. Look, you can't deny this. They own the rule of the Senate. Oh, because that would do it for everything. So what? They did it for judges, and it didn't do it for everything. Look, I watch C-SPAN too, pal. Don't play with me. Yes, they can. Democrats break the rules. We make the rules for whatever they really want to pass. They wanted Obamacare, and so they used that trick to get it. They put something yeah, in reconciliation the- that wasn't supposed to be there. They did it. Because that's what they wanted. If they wanted it for immigration, they would have done it. They didn't want it because they want the issue to run against Republicans. And you and yourself, you know they could change the filibuster. You can't deny it. Go ahead and tell me they can't. Again, they need a lot. Tell me they can't do it. You've got Joe Manchin and that senator from Arizona that they're won't Democrats. Let Democrats get rid of the filibuster. So what? They're Democrats. They could do it if they wanted to, is my point. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, there's two Democrats that well, want to. you can't tell me. You're starting to sound like that environmental wacko lawyer. You're going off on a tangent. Tell me I'm wrong. They have the votes to do it if they really want to do it. Listen. You know that Democrats do not have the votes from two Democrats for this, and they can't do it Don't tell me that. Democrats could pressure them. They just pressured Manchin into passing that monstrosity spending program that he supposedly was a... So stop it. If they had the political will to do it, is my point, they could do it. They have the numbers to do it. Do they or do they not have the numbers to, to pass it? Do they or do they not have the numbers to break the filibuster? Yes or no? Technically, you know they do technically, but you know they can't. The answer is yes, they do. Now, they don't have the political will to do it because they don't want to do it, is my point. Just go ahead and say, James, you're right, and I'm sorry I called to try to challenge you. Just say it. No, I'm not going to do that because you're dishonest. I'm not dishonest. Oh, no, no, no. Don't you dare call it dishonesty, my friend. I put my argument right on the table, and everything I said is correct. You tell me what I said that I was that I was wrong. Again, you will not acknowledge that the Democrats are you you not they are not united on getting rid of the That's not my problem. They have the votes if they are united. They're united enough to pass Obamacare. So don't give me that crap. Do they or do they not have the numbers to do this? If Joe Manchin and Christian Sinema were with us, yes, we could do it. Okay, thank you. they're not. Thank you. Thank you. Democrats have the numbers to do it. Thank you, David. You don't have to say I'm right. You just did in so many words. It's always good to hear from you, David. I love you, my friend. Call us back sometime soon. All right, let us go to Mike in Woodside, New York. Hey, Bo, I'm just wondering why, you know, all those people when they showed up in Martha's Vineyard didn't suddenly get hired to be gardeners 
your housekeepers. I mean, you know, you would think because they're always complaining about not having enough people to work on those big mansions in the States. You think they'd be running out and hiring them instead of chasing them away. But if you really think about real refugees, go up to Buffalo, uh, because you've got all these people who were brought here during the Obama era from Afghanistan and Iraq, and they're just trying to reunite with their family members. They're having to wait 400, 300 something days just to file paperwork with the State Department to get real refugees. These are people who, you know, they were Christians in Iraq. They could be killed just for being Christians. Uh, you know, Yazidis from, from uh, you know, being chased by ISIS and all that up, up near the Kurdish border. And, and you have all these people who are waiting on average 300 to 400 days up, up near Buffalo. My, my kids went to a school called Grover Cleveland in Buffalo, and it's, it's an immigrant school. So we know a lot of the, the, the parents who, uh, you know, are refugees. Many of them served in the military. They can't even get their family members in. They're American citizens. They're petitioning their family members to come in. They can't even get them in, and the reason being told to them is because, oh, well, you know, they're processing so many asylum seekers at the border. So, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, these are people, they risk their lives to be translators, work with our military, were embedded, did all these things, and they can't get their own family members in because of this mess down at the border. Yes, this is absolutely true, but let's not, let us not forget that Joe Biden uni, unilaterally gave Afghanistan the middle finger and gave our military the middle finger there, and as a result, we lost military lives, and he doesn't care about that. It is a total betrayal. It is a total betrayal of America, America's military, and the people, as you said, that allied at personal risk themselves and their families with America. And they're not politically expedient to the Biden administration, so now they're forgotten ones. Thank you so much. Hey, Diego, do you have Derek Hunter's number still on file? If you do, give Derek Hunter a call. He just texted me, and I'd like to see what Derek has to say because he wants to jump in. Well, he had something to say about this, uh, our last caller there, uh, David. Okay, good. Derek, we're calling you. Okay, the columnist, the brilliant author and columnist, Derek Hunter. So let us go in the meantime to... Carlene in Long Branch, New Jersey. Carlene, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Oh, thank you, James. And I thank God for you every Saturday morning from 7 to 10. Uh, this is an article that I read from um, a retired Major General Higgin, Higginbotham, I think. He was U.S. Marines retired. And earlier today you said something about uh, Corrine, um what's her name, Jean-Pierre, and this is just a sentence or two from that retired Major General's um, letter about her. And uh, what he said is when Har- Kamala Harris was elected 202. to the U.S. Senate, yeah, uh, Kamala appointed a pro-communist Senate chief of staff, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Corrine was active with the New York-based Haiti Support Network. The organization worked closely with the pro-communist China communist North Korea Workers World Party and supported Jean-Bertrand Aristide, the far-left communist former president of Haiti and the radical Lavalis movement. And this is all, everybody talks about uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, they she's probably stupid, she's not so bright and this and that. No, that's not true. After reading this, I realize what she's doing up there. And um, I just wanted to get that through because you mentioned her earlier in your program. Thank, well, thank you. Thank you for that. 
And thank, thank you. you. I so appreciate you. Thank you for that, uh, Carlene. We really appreciate it. James Golden, a.k.a. Snowy. Wow, our number duo is over. Coming up in the third hour, our very own beautiful, wonderful Princess Di joins us. Make sure you're here for that. I am still going to get to this article, Extreme Religious, this opinion piece. Extreme Religious Liberty is Undermining Public Health. Can't wait. We'll be back. Hour number trio coming up. James Golden, Boston Early. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Don't dare go away. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Our number trio, if you want to be part of today's program, the final hour, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. On the hotline with us, ladies and gentlemen, is one of America's premier columnists, thinkers, political commentators, none other. And he, by the way, is a syndicated radio host himself. We don't often stress that because he's competition. Uh, Derek Hunter. Uh, Derek, how are you this morning? I'm. What is that with that British accent? Just because you went to that concert? Yeah, that's right. That you didn't go to. That you didn't go to. Okay. Yeah, no, was... I didn't drop two grand to go to a, a concert. No, I didn't. I can buy the DVD, though. But no, I, I. Yeah, but you can't go backstage. No, I can't go backstage. But then and I watch the really whole show back. from backstage. So you got to see people's butts while they played guitar. No, I right? got to see. No, it was a better view than that. And I went to the rehearsal too. All right. You didn't yeah, go to the rehearsal, did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. But, no, of course I didn't go. But uh, <laughs> whatever. You're you're much better than I am. You should have an FM music show. That's what you do. You sit there and you you've clearly never gotten over disco. Just you start to I love disco. Do you have a thing against you're... disco? No, I don't have a thing against disco. I mean, other than it mostly sucks, but there's some good stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, there's some good there's some, Look, yeah, I, I will not turn off Dancing Queen by ABBA. I enjoy that. I. Uh, if you ever want to or need to walk cool, you get staying alive going through your head, and mm-hmm. you will. You can't help but walk cool to that. You time. know, I, I I let you know, Derek. There were also some black people involved in disco too. Just <laughs> oh. I'm I'm just saying. You don't know Barry Gibbs' soul, man. You don't know <laughs> Barry Gibbs' soul. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, I didn't mean to go right to the fish-eating uh, Swedes with ABBA, but they were kind of the biggest names in it. I don't mean no respect to, no disrespect to Donna Summer or anybody else, but it wasn't my time. So the fact that I know three disco acts is something I think I deserve credit for. You do, Derek, and I'll give you the credit you deserve. <clears throat> so I'm listening this morning, and you're on fire, by the way. Last hour was awesome. I'm up writing my column, and then... You had the uh, call with the liberal, I think his name was David, David, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And he just refused to acknowledge the obvious truth. Like, yeah, they could. Well, they're not. But, yeah, they could. There's lots of things I could do. I'm sitting in my car right now. I could be outside my car right now. I'm choosing to be inside my car. That doesn't mean I can't be outside my car. But talking about reconciliation, back when Obamacare was being rammed through, they weren't going to take the reconciliation route. They had 60 votes. 
Then Ted Kennedy died. And the people of Massachusetts, mm. Democrats, Democrats waited a while because they thought, well, we'll get uh, Martha Coakley, I think her name was, going off the top of my head. I think right, her name was Martha right. Coakley, was running, and that was Barack Obama went up there and campaigned for her. And then Scott Brown, the people of Massachusetts knew what was on the line, Obamacare or not Obamacare, having suffered through their own health care debacle from Mitt Romney, by the way, and right. Heritage when I was working there. Um they said, no, we're sending a Republican. They're not sending a Republican because suddenly they woke up and were semi-conservative. They sent it up there because the main issue in that election was, I will be the vote to stop Obamacare. That's right. And the party that screams at the top of their lungs, this is what democracy looks like. Then, after democracy was exercised, said, yeah, but still, screw them. We're going ahead anyway. And then they did reconciliation. They did reconciliation with 59 votes. They didn't do it with 51 votes. They did it with 59 votes after the American people, the liberal base of the Democratic Party in Massachusetts said, don't do this. We don't want it. That you have an amazing memory. I had forgotten that, Derek, and that is exactly right. And my point uh, stands, whatever Democrats really want to do politically, they do. Mm-hmm. which is why we had all better keep an eye on what their plans are for the Supreme Court, because they are unhappy with the fact that conservatives seem to right now be running the Supreme Court. And at least I should say that the Constitution is back front and center at the Supreme Court. And they are that really disturbs them. And right now they're telling the world that they want to change the Supreme Court. We don't like it, so we're going to change it. It's wildly dangerous and bizarre that they sit there and talk about the approval rating of the Supreme Court and how the Supreme Court is going against the will of the people. The the Supreme Court is the one branch of government that is expressly not supposed to give a single damn about the will of the people. It is about whether or not whatever Congress did complies with the Constitution. You don't want them to have these. This is why the filibuster is so important. You don't want the Supreme Court to have these wild mood swings. You don't want the legislative branch to have these wild mood swings where if the Senate becomes the House Part 2 electric boogaloo and they just pass things wildly with a majority vote and then the other side takes over and they repeal those things and go in the other direction, you're going to end up with a a schizophrenic set of laws that one day government is driving a Brinks truck up to your house and dumping money on your lawn and the next day it's gone and you have to get a job and people are left wondering what in the hell is going on. Exactly. Derek, you are so brilliant, and I thank you for refreshing our memories on that. Tell everybody where they can find your columns. You can find them at Town Hall every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And you can follow me on Twitter at Derek A. Hunter. The Derek Hunter Show is uh, 9 to noon, Monday through Friday. You can find that easily at WCBM.com or wherever else shows are sold. And then the Derek Hunter Podcast is all over the place. Just search for my name and forgive the ugliness of the photos and uh, make sure No, I'm not going to forgive that. You're, but only your family has to really deal with it. Oh, now go hang out with Dave Grohl, you dame dropper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are having another concert in L.A. I'm friends with Nile Rodgers. I'm friends with this guy who plays the drum. I'm friends with... Shut up. All right, we get it. You're cool. You know what? Cool people don't have to. Fonzie didn't walk around telling everybody he was cool. He was just cool, James. But so I'm not saying I'm cool. I just yes, tell you people. You are. Uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> you can go to L.A. and go see the concert if you want. 
uh, Derek. I sure can. You want to come and babysit the kids? I'll be right on the next one. <laughs> Thank you much, my friend. Appreciate it. Derek Hunter, ladies and gentlemen. There is uh, a column that we uh, talked about earlier in the show in today's New York Times, extreme religious, extreme religious liberty. I mean, I just can't get over those three words, extreme religious liberty. Religious liberty is religious liberty. There is nothing extreme about it. Extreme religious liberty is undermining public health. So your religious liberty, which is the foundation of America, according to this person, Lindsay F. Wiley or Willie in the uh, New York Times today, she is a professor of law and the director of health law and policy at where else but UCLA. A federal judge ruled last week that requiring employers to cover PREP, a medication that helps people at high risk for HIV avoid infection, violates religious liberty because employers perceive the drug to encourage gay and extramarital sex by making it safer. The ruling suggested extreme, there's that word again, extreme skepticism toward the benefits of health care regulation. So in her mind, regulation supersedes religious liberty. The judge is finding that the government lacked a sufficiency, compelling interest to justify requiring health plans to cover preventive health services that stop the spread of HIV indicates disdain for the notion that we're all in this together when it comes to public health. Yeah, we're all in this together. Therefore, go get your vaccine mandate or else lose your job. Oh, you mean these vaccine mandates, these vaccines are causing problems and in some case maybe even an up to death? Oh, so what? That doesn't matter. We're the government. Do it anyway. Because the United States public health system depends on private corporations, the health of Americans is vulnerable to the whims of vaccine and drug manufacturers, monopolistic insurers and pharmacy and hospital systems, and employers that share the cost of insurance. Decades of health reforms have attempted to have attempted to secure the public's interest in universal access to affordable, high-quality health care while maintaining a privatized, fragmented system in the name of individual choice. In other words, we want a government takeover of all of it, and you people, because we have, because we have corporations involved, because we have vaccine and drug manufacturers involved, monopolistic insurers and pharmacy, because we don't own it all, it's a problem. But bold new attacks, new attacks, get this, bold new attacks on regulation, attacks on regulation by the judicial branch are threatening this delicate balance. In other words, Religious liberties, if found to be a right by the court when it comes to this, that's a problem. The courts won't let us do what we want, and therefore we can't we can't deliver secure essential goods and services. 
now the religious wing of the movement is using those private-public partnerships to prioritize the moral judgments of a small but politically powerful minority of Americans over the secular civic values endorsed by Democratic majorities. The Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, recognizes the public benefits of private health coverage by requiring most health plans to cover certain immunizations. So get this. This is all about government control. We got there with Obamacare, is her point. We thought we had it made with Obamacare. We thought we could regulate anything through Obamacare. But now these evil courts, because these people have religious objections to some of what we want to do, the religious objections are these, these, these evil religious people. They're extremists. And because of that, we're not delivering the kind of health care we want to deliver. This is where we're at in America. UCLA professorette. You have no right to your religious objections to what they want to do for your health. We thought we had it fixed with Obamacare, but we don't. Wow. And she's annoyed. And folks, this is just the beginning. They're not letting this stop. This is what the whole COVID vaccination thing is all about. We can mandate and make you do what we want to do. All that business about your body, your health, your right. Forget that. When liberals determine what they think is in your best interest, you better do it or else. And screw your religious values. Screw your religious liberties. You're an extremist. If you dare think that your religion comes before anything liberals want to do for you. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back right after this. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason, the voice of reason, the voice of sanity, the voice of goodness, our very own Her Majesty, Ah, Princess Di, you are a welcome breath of fresh air for many people who have been listening to me ranting and raving all day. How are you, Princess Di? I am doing well, Sir James, and I have to say your show has been, as always, just marvelous, and you have epitomized the coolness factor, despite what your your friend Derek said. You see that, Derek? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... I have to ask you, well, a few things that I want to ask you about. I, I, You know, the Marine Corps, by the way, this, I, I don't mean to spring this one. Uses. The Marine Corps have rescinded penalties for service members seeking COVID uh, vax religious accommodations. They weren't uh-huh. playing nice with the members of the military, and all of a sudden now we're getting reports that they're rolling that back. Also, the Navy's going to roll back penalties. Um, I don't, uh, I don't believe this. I think that this is just for show. I think that they're still going to punish people people that are not following through on their COVID mandates. But we'll see. Well, I don't know. I think I think actually there have been, you know, sort of two uh, conflicting trends. And one, the courts have been 
slowly rolling back these mandates when their religious exemptions are not treated uh, fairly. And so the military is seeing that. Plus, the second thing you have got to put into the mix is they can't get any recruits. Oh, I yes. mean, this is really sad. So one of the things that has been a problem is they've had to, quote unquote, fire a whole lot of people in the military. They've let go and they really have had trouble uh, recruiting the type of people who they want in the military or who we want in the military, which are people who are loyal and patriotic and independent minded. And those are the exact people who some of them are reluctant to uh, take the vaccine. So I think that it's the court movement and the recruiting problem that is behind this. And I think it's real. Okay, great. I'm glad to hear that. That that fills me with a little bit of optimism. By the way, thank you for sending over that GQ cover. I'm encouraging people to go Google it out or whatever search engine you use, DuckDuckGo or whatever. This picture of Ocasio-Cortez standing like some she's some kind of Greek goddess, I mean, this is a one-in-a-million picture. Shows how she sees herself, you know, and I think that she is supposed to look like like she's sitting on the steps of the Parthenon. You know, there's the Greek architecture behind her, and the pose is like Athena, the goddess, and you know, she sees herself that way. I thought at first <laughs> when, she was trying to imitate the Columbia gal, the cat, the gal on the Columbia Eva. thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who's she, the new Columbia girl? But no, yeah. oh. okay. <laughs> I have yes. to ask you, um, what is going on with President Trump and this special master? And I know the Democrats in the DOJ are still howling mad about it, and the press. They are just beside themselves that there is a special master appointed. The DOJ is filed again. We want to get these documents back under. Now, do you? number one, do you think that the DOJ hasn't looked at everything already? Well, it doesn't matter. They have been enjoying. They cannot use it. That is the problem. They cannot use it. And, yes, sure, they've looked at everything, copied it, distributed, whatever. But there has been a pause put on their use of it because they can't then proceed to leak anything anymore because this judge has basically put the kibosh on all of it. And there have been three huge points that really haven't been covered. Yes, this was portrayed as the win it is for the Trump team because the Department of Justice has to stop, cannot pursue any criminal investigations at all. And until the special master who was chosen from the list that Trump gave. His name is Judge Raymond Deary, which is a wonderful name. And so the victory is the Department of Justice can't have to stop. They picked the Trump guy for the special master. And then the third thing hasn't been covered. But let me tell you why I am so cheered by this order is that the Trump team gets to see everything, everything. Do you know that the Trump team, including Trump himself, had no idea what they took. The lawyers weren't allowed to to observe the raid. They had no idea what they had, so they couldn't really form any kind of defense because they didn't know what. And that is the secret that the Department of of Justice and the FBI was using. This, This is their method. 
secret charges, secret data, secret evidence, and then they they form the narrative by leaking to the press. And so now the Trump team gets to observe every single thing. They get copies of everything that was taken in the raid. They get to be shown into the room and the special master is observing while they look at all of the classified marked stuff. So the fact is that now, if anything is leaked, the Trump team can respond because they know everything the department, they will know everything the Department of Justice has. So this has put a kibosh on all the plans. This was going to be the midterm strategy for the Democrats. They were going to be leaking and possibly indicting. But this whole thing has been now pushed past the midterms because the special master doesn't have to respond with the review until the 30th of November, which is after the midterms. So this whole procedure that um, my favorite judge now, Eileen Cannon, which is a mic drop boom, the cannon has sounded in she denied the um, Department of Justice request to stay her own decision. And so they have now appealed emergency appeal to the 11th Circuit, which, you know, if you have actually read the rulings by this Judge Cannon, in my opinion, that they are not going to reverse her. But that remains to be seen. You can never predict. But right. in my opinion, we are in a very good position as Trump supporters that this is this is not going to be handled unfairly. This is now going to be like a normal court proceeding where there's disclosure, where both sides know what the evidence is. That has been prevented. The team, the Trump team has been prevented from even knowing what they've got and what the plans are. And now they will know. And I have to just say, I don't know if you saw this. In the New York Times on Thursday, David Brooks wrote an op-ed, and the title is, Why Is There Still No Strategy to Defeat yes, Donald Trump? I saw and it. I he, laughed myself silly. <laughs> and that's because this was their strategy. This lawfare, right. this was their strategy, and they are in a huge collective panic. Oops. They're not going to be able to use this. So all of a sudden, they're going to have to politically come up with something. And they're they're only doing the same things that haven't worked for the last seven years, which David Brooks acknowledges. Like, well, we've been doing all this stuff and people still like him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think there's a connection between what's going on legally for Trump and the the flummox nature of the establishment of both parties. Okay, now to your <clears throat> uh, your assertions that Michelle Obama will be the uh, Democrat uh, candidate uh, coming up after all the dust is settled, I, of course, have said, nope, it's going to be Gavin Newsom, and you laugh at me. You laugh I at do. me. I do. You mock me. So you ridicule me. Uh, <laughs> Gavin Newsom has stepped forward with his hair gel and... Um, <laughs> has decided he wants to call on Governor Ron DeSantis to debate him. I'm like, really? Uh, by the way, uh, 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 Princess Di, where has Michelle Obama, uh, Michelle Obama been on this whole uh, thing right in her own backyard, in, well, one of her backyards, in, uh, 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 in, in, in Martha's Vineyard? How come we haven't heard 
from your esteemed Michelle Obama about what's going on in Martha's Vineyard. She is staying far away from that because that's a political loser for the Democrats. That's why. But let me tell you, have you noticed this Gavin Newsom ploy is being, you talk about laughing. I mean, the it's being ridiculed. The world has laughed at this guy because it's so obviously desperate. It's like, debate me, pay attention to me. I should have been. And he's trying to use the umbrella of the publicity that, that DeSantis gets naturally because of his policies and his actions. And so this guy's trying to, like, tag along in his wake. And DeSantis is like, oh, now talk to me so I can get some attention. It is pathetic. And it's not, you know, for all of your hopes in this guy, it is not pulling any political gravity behind him. He, no one's, no one's, you know, I saw Dan Rather was like, yeah, we should have we should have a debate. So he's got Dan Rather, you know, the, the guy who is now, you know, one step in the grave. Oh, <laughs> agreeing for this this debate. But this isn't going to happen in real life. So, you know, good luck with that. How do you think this is playing out in Martha's Vineyard? Well, it's not in Martha's Vineyard anymore. They got rid of those Venezuelans real quick. They're on Cape Cod. <laughs> Probably not even going to be in Cape Cod by the time... The weekend is over. Uh, but how do you think this is really playing for Democrats? I read a, 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 an article earlier about how what DeSantis and Abbott don't understand, and this has been a call to humanity. Yeah, the humanity that's shown that the Democrats can't stand uh, 50 Venezuelans. They used to, I mean, and, and by the way, you know, like I said earlier, Hugo Chavez, Democrats ran down there to create and to support and kiss Hugo Chavez's ass. And this is the guy that created the situation that has forced Venezuelans to leave. And now that they're here, the Democrats don't want anything to do with them. Well, you have to remember that the Martha, as it is called, Martha's Vineyard, went 84% for Biden. So there is nothing closer to a bubble, political bubble, in America than Martha's they think now they still think the same thing, that they are completely justified, that this is all bad, bad DeSantis. And, you know, that they most of America will agree with them in that this is, you know, just mean old Republicans, you know, trying to make the the poor non-infrastructure Martha's Vineyard look bad. So they they think that this is going to be uh, redounding to the negative of the Republicans, when in fact this is really a, as I said yesterday, a political boneheaded move that is really hurting them, and they don't realize it. You've got Politico examining the plane records of these two flights. When has Politico ever examined the travel records of illegals or the the transportation from the Biden administration, the plane records of, of, of flying the illegals to different parts of America? No plane records have been examined, but you've got the media jumping on and they're all in the same bubble. They are not they have no idea how normal Americans are observing this and we're enjoying it because the hypocrisy is so hilarious. I just love this. Let me leave you ask you your thoughts on this and um, we'll we'll wrap up for the day. And that's um and we haven't talked about this person before. I want your take on Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard was out speaking in Washington last night. Washington State, which huh, anyway. 
She says, Tulsi Gabbard does, that the moral rot and coercion in our society needs to be examined in order to to solve our country's issues. And she says it's up to us to save the country, I guess, from the moral rot and co and coercion. She, this woman doesn't sound to me like the Democrat that she was. And I, I don't, for the life of me, understand what is your take on Tulsi Gabbard. I wish half the time, when she first came to Congress, to be totally frank with you, I thought she was a dinderhead. And... Then I kept hearing more and more of her and the things she was saying, and I'd find myself saying, well, that makes sense. Well, that makes sense. And then when she was in the debates and she took on Hillary and she took on Kamala, I was like, who is this woman? And now she's out of the Congress, but what do you think of her? Well, you know, I have to say, I have read so many warnings about her from people on our side. Oh, don't be fooled by her. Don't be. But every time I've actually objectively heard her or read what she has said, I have the same reaction. I am very positively predisposed to listening to her. I understand we have to be wary. We have to be skeptical. She, you know, comes from a leftist point of view originally. But I think she's dead on uh, on a lot of things, and she's got a lot of courage, and I would even say moral courage, because she stands up to her own party fearlessly and is, you know, speaks her mind, does not back down. And so I admire her character in that way. I think she is someone to watch. She has a lot of political talent, and I, I'm on your page on that. Let's, let's watch and observe. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, Princess Di, once again, a wealth of information. We thank you. Thank you dearly. I cannot wait to see how all this plays out over the next week, especially what's going on with President Trump. Of course, we still see the rhinos like Lisa Murkowski. I keep saying we're done, and then I ask one of Lisa Murkowski's out telling people in Alaska, yeah, don't, 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 don't give in to this business. She is so anti-Trump. And she's telling Alaskans, come on, don't don't buy into this Trump business. She's McConnell's sock puppet. So, you know, that's the entire Republican establishment point of view. And they're dwindling numbers. I mean, Trump really does have the momentum as far as the Republican Party control goes, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah, we got to talk soon about uh, uh, big tech. And some of these rulings that are coming out about free speech on the social media platform. Because yes. these are fascinating. And this stuff is going to end up at the Supreme Court. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm really happy about it. There was a Fifth Circuit ruling uh, this week that we should talk about next time if you want. Yeah, and maybe we'll make a special occasion because I think this is big stuff. Maybe we can talk during the week about this one day if you have some time. Because these cases of social media are big, folks. They are big cases. And so we'll get to that. All right, Princess Di, thank you so much for being with us. To you, James. Your Highness, we'll catch up with her during the week. Ladies and gentlemen, we have time for your telephone calls. We are going to take that time and speak with you on the telephone. And anything you want to talk about fair game from now until the rest of the program, and uh, David and any of you other liberals uh, that want to take me on and prove me to be wrong about something, I welcome your calls as well. 800-848-WABC, coming right back after this. Knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. 
EWF in the house. Earth, Wind, and Fire, September, bringing us back. I just posted at Bosnerly uh, on Twitter, at Bosnerly, S-N-E-R-D-L-E-Y. I just posted the photograph of AOC that we're talking about in this uh, month's GQ. So you can see it there. It's, wow, amazing, for not the reasons you think. Also, I see right there, there's uh, underneath that, the Daily BS. You can subscribe to my Daily News Blast, jamesgolden.com or bostonerly.com. And there's also a link on Twitter where you can find a direct subscription there. Larry Cutlow's coming up next after this program, and make sure to t- uh, tune in to Cousin Brucey tonight. And Music w- music Radio WABC during the weekend, Dina Martin, she performed. And Cousin Brucey did an amazing job at the WABC Gala. So many people did, not just them. Tony Orlando, the whole WABC Music Radio crew, awesome. And what a gala that was for the 100th anniversary of WABC. Again, if you want to go out to see the Ferry Hawks, Today, make sure you go to WABC slash Ferryhawks. I think you might still be able to get a four-pack of tickets. And the games are tonight and tomorrow. You can bring your kids out. They're going to run. The, they can run the bases. Their autographs. They're all kinds of things. It's a great day trip. Take your kids out to WABC weekend over at the Ferryhawks in Staten Island. As said, promised going to the telephones here on WABC. Let us head there. And let us start with Bob in Minnesota. Bob, welcome. How are you? Yeah, good morning, uh, Bo. This is Dom. And, uh, you know... Dom. Okay. Thank you, Dom. No, that's, that's fine. Happy happy Saturday. So Trump Trump might have played his special master card brilliantly when he chose Raymond Deary as a special master candidate. And, you know, I guess we should consider ourselves lucky that he got chosen. In spite of the fact that he signed the FISA warrant against Carter Page, which went terribly sideways. Just, you know, I was thinking of a football, just like in football, when the quarterback decides to throw the ball to his receiver a second time after he drops the ball the first time, to give him a chance to repent and do better. Trump must have made that calculation that Raymond Deary had a serious bias remorse against the FBI for having hoodwinked him with the FISA warrant against Carter Page. So to a lot of people, you know, Trump comes off as a blumbering idiot, but he never ceases to amaze me with his brilliant tactics, which leaves his competition eating dirt. That's what that's my assessment of his choice of Raymond Deary, in, in, even in spite of the fact that he signed off on the fight warrant against him. Well, I hope that you're right. I have my skepticism about anybody now that the press says, oh, this is a this guy's a brilliant guy, and you see this sort of dual. Oh, yeah, he's a good uh, – yeah, we've been burned. They said that about Bill Barr. They said that about so many. So I just hold – not that I'm saying you're wrong. I just – I'm just – I've been burned so much. I'm just skeptical naturally now. Whenever a new person that I'm not familiar with is, is touted as the next great guy that's going to be – do the right thing. I've just been burned so much. I'm just skeptical. Thanks, Dom. Always lovely to hear from you. John in Staten Island, New York. John, thank you for waiting. How are you this morning? Hello, John in Staten Island. Going once. Going twice. We're going to stand. Hello, hello. Hello, Hello, John. Okay, you made it. (laughs) Sorry about that. 
Hey, uh, I was going to say the uh, congressman from Louisiana speaking to the uh, lawyer just wanted answers. But you should go to Candace Owen being speak about national nationalism with Ted Lieu. And uh, Jerry Nadler was presiding over this. And let me tell you, uh, if anybody know any better, I would have called him a racist the way he acted toward Candace Owen. He was uh, totally disrespectful. You know, calling you things, not calling you things, but just being disrespectful. So Nadler right there, AOC should go talk to Nadler about that. In the same, in the same state, you know, New York, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my other thing was uh, the people, uh, you had that guy George from, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Martha Vineyard. He's going to talk about what's going on there. I would just ask him uh, is if George has ever gone to Hampton Bay's. Hampton Bays, a few years ago, if you remember, we used to have people uh, stand on the corners who were legal. They made spots for them to get jobs in yep. front of regular American citizens. They got they rid of them. Right. They, they, they got used to rid give of them. Like, yeah, because everybody's getting a check now. They don't need them out there. <laughs> everybody's getting a check, so they don't need you. But the thing is this. You know what? Now that you see this in 24 hours, they're gone. Ask George. Hey, George, uh, you have those schools or nothing. I mean, I just looked up our realtor. There's, there's uh, five acres for $1.5 million. I'm pretty sure the town can get federal funding and put up a housing project and make a community center, and you can put 100 people, 200, 300 people there. And oh, shoot, you can put 500 down. immigrants in the Obama mansion uh, while, he's out, while they're out in Hawaii. <laughs> so I hear you, yeah. John. Thank you so All much. Right, Appreciate yeah, your call, my friend. Good. Uh, Trumbull, Connecticut, Bob. Quickly, what is the point that you bring to the table this morning, Bob? How are you? Oh, how am I? I'm lousy. The Biden's people have turned my golden years into rust. But let's go to Martha's Vineyard. It's interesting that there are Venezuelan people who fled the Democrats in Venezuela because they're other people's money have run out, and the people in the Venezuelan Democrat enclaves don't want to let them have power and food. So they go to Martha's Vineyard. The Democrats don't want them, the peasants like the us majority, to have power and food. So they send them out to the other little people's communities. Now, you know what's so funny about that? And I'm sorry to cut you off. We got to go to a break. But before we do, you are so right about this, Bob. And what we've been told by the mainstream press is that, oh, Ron DeSantis tricked these people to come here. He tricked them. Well, NBC, I think it was on PMS NBC of all places, had a reporter out in the streets talking to some of them. And before we go to the break, I want you to just hear quickly what the people themselves said about DeSantis. I'm here to Martha's Vineyard. So uh, there's activists here, Jose, that are saying that these people were victims of human trafficking. They want an investigation from the Justice Department onto what Governor DeSantis is doing, what Governor Greg Abbott is doing, because they're saying that these people are being abused and used uh, to bring a border crisis deeper into the country. Now, I can tell you they are not angry at uh, Ron DeSantis. They are actually thanking him for having brought them to Martha's Vineyard. 
Did you hear that? The immigrants yeah. are thanking Ron DeSantis. Thanks for bringing us here. We appreciate it. Despite all this noise that you're hearing, and this was a reporter on PMS NBC. We got to go to a break. Bob, thanks for the call so much. WABC, more of your calls coming up right after this. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdling, on 77 WABC. It seems to hang on. Ashford and Simpson, they are some hit makers. Valerie Simpson, Nicholas Ashford. For those who don't know, they wrote some of the biggest hits in Motown's history before they became a performing group themselves. And by the way, they were New York radio hosts. They did a morning show here for many years. Ashford and Simpson. It seems to hang on. Well, I'm getting some complaints on Twitter. Bob, I love your show. But take some positive advice. When you go off on tangents with your altered voice, it is painful radio. Well, thank you. I can take criticism of how painful I am. Anyway. All right. Oh, by the way... There's some books. Number one, Sid was on the show earlier. Our Bernie and Sid. You know, Bernie and Sid have the number one show in, in, in New York radio. I love these guys. And Sid is just so engaging and amazing. And Sid has a book out called Citizens United. We're going to have Sid on one of these days. He's got to talk about this book. Sid is a great guy. There's also a book coming out by Catherine Limbaugh and David Limbaugh, and it's about Rush. It comes out next week. And it is Russia's own words. So we'll talk more about that. And, of course, those of you that don't know, I've written a book on Rush called Rush on the Radio. You can get that wherever books are sold. So those are some book things. And now let's head back to the uh, telephones. And let's talk with Arlene in Goshen, New York. Arlene, thank you for waiting. Hi. Hi, Bo. I just wanted to talk about uh, Mayor Adams when he was saying that these Venezuelans, some of them are nurses and can work in the New York City hospitals. Uh, I'm a retired nurse, and I know that you have to pass a stringent state board test to get your license to work in New York City. Uh, Did he think about that? Did he think about the union? There's a very strong union, 1199. Did he think about the vaccine? Did he think about the vaccine mandate? which is why they had to fire so many nurses, that, that that because they are so intelligent and so knowledgeable about health matters, many nurses decided, no, I'm not going to get jabbed. And what did the city do and what did Democrats do? They fired them from their jobs. So, yeah. That some of them were teachers. Where's the teachers' union? Why aren't they outraged that he thinks that these people from uh, another country have the credentials to work in the New York City school system. <laughs> yeah, why indeed? Because they wrecked the New York school, school system so much that almost anybody can go in. That's what, Oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Yes, I did. Um, Arlene, you're brilliant. Thank you. 
you raise great points. Andrew, Stanhope, New Jersey, how are you? Good. Good segue. My wife, she's an immigrant, and she's studying nursing right now. And uh, just want to say, because my point of view, and I know you get a kick out of it, <laughs> I talked to you. I had many. My wife is an immigrant from Thailand, and I had girlfriends that were immigrants, one from Japan, one from Guatemala, China, and also Estonia, the former Soviet Union. I was handsome. (laughs) Not like Gavin Newsom. I was handsome back then and nice. But uh, so I'm totally empathetic. Plus, I actually favor, I would say, immigrants in a sense, because in the city of Newark, New Jersey, I saw the Spanish immigrants come in and completely flipped the neighborhoods, which were totally Democrat-controlled, you know, ghettos, all black. And the Spanish people come in and they revive the neighborhoods. They're Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not allowed to say stuff like that. <laughs> uh, let us go. Thank you for the call, Andrew, to Glenn in Howard Beach, New York. Hi, Glenn. Hey, how you doing, brother? Listen, have you ever heard, have you ever seen Greg Allman solo? Not the Allman Brothers, but Greg Allman solo. No. And is he, have is you he ever awesome? heard? Uh, forget it. He signed my motorcycle helmet. He's an animal. But, I mean, in a good way. Have you ever heard of Clarence Carter? Of course. Okay. If you've never heard of Greg Allman, uh, check out his version of Slip Away that Clarence Carter does. Greg Allman does it. I was in a bar, and a brother, you know, I was a correction officer. I go to the bar. I start playing this song, Slip Away, but, and he's looking at me. He goes, this, he sounds like a, sounds like a black dude. And it's it's Greg Allman. That's how good it is. So I, you have to hear okay. his version of Slip Away, and I will call you next Saturday if you, if you hear it, and Let's hopefully it. you remember me calling. Okay, let's get it. Okay, Glenn, thank you for the heads up on that. I we appreciate you, it. Love you too, man. Joe in Queens, New York. WABC, hey. you're on. What's up? Hey, happy Saturday. Thanks so much. You're so on point. And Dave from the Bronx couldn't even talk. And uh, with these uh, people, you know, I hope they're going to send a few more planes back up to Martha's Vineyard. And, you know, when are they going to send some up to Chappaqua? You, you know, I think oh. Hillary needs need some of them people oh. to uh, help, help them out, you know? I love it. Um, Joe, you have nailed it. Send them to Chappaqua. Yes, send them to Chappaqua. We got to put that on Dave on, on, on Governor DeSantis' list. Somebody got to get a hold of him and Greg Abbott. Chappaqua needs help. Send some illegal immigrants to Chappaqua. Joe, you are brilliant. Adam in Connecticut. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. I'm a defense Hello. attorney in Connecticut. Hello. I'm a defense attorney in Connecticut, and um, <clears throat> I mean the the the, uh, the the charges against Trump. He he's I think he just made three million dollars for a retainer because he knows he's in trouble. The the obstruction of justice case against him seems to be at least from a from a law perspective. Uh, it's going to be tough for him, and um, I think he's in mucho, mucho trouble. Um, Here's what I think. Uh, I think Democrats are not going to stop trying legally to tie him up. But one of the things that Trump did say <clears throat> is that, look, even if these people indict me, I'm going to run anyway. And I'm glad yeah. to hear that. 
but he t- he tied himself up though because he he you know not p- complying to us to a federal subpoena is to the height of stupidity. I, I've never you know I've had a lot of clients before who have done you know things, but the level of not complying with a, a federal subpoena is highly illegal, and it's well. Wait a minute! Signed, no, no, no. Yeah. There is a separation of powers. Now this no, is the, that's what it, this it is. Gonna, I, this is what it's going to come down to. You think not? Yeah, I know not because the problem is you can't a subpoena does when a subpoena is all encompassing it doesn't it doesn't include so you can't say uh, in a law in a law you can't say well it was those were he owned those because those were actual federal property so whether or not the separation of power has nothing to do with property. No, I'm saying here's what I'm saying with separation of power. Did the did this current executive branch have the right under the DOJ to come after him? For actions that he legally took as president, and that's where I think. Yeah, but it, the problem is, there's no. They have not made any filing that he made those actions as president. This is one thing you're you're not you're not you're missing. I, I there's understand not, there's nothing, that. Okay, but that. So then, how can you say then that that would come down in favor? Because of he president? said that he declassified them. No, and, no. It, but they didn't say he said it in public, but they have not said it in in terms of an actual written. I'm uh, waiting no to proof. see if it backs up. That's what I mean. I think that the, we'll see. Look, you may be right. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not a constitutional lawyer. But I just think that the actions of a current administration going after their political opponent, who was president, he's not a, who he's, has... He's not a political opponent. He's not he he's was, not running. And he, he is a political opponent. He was in the last election. And by the way, I don't... From what I understand... There are any number of ways. All the president has to do is declare that something is not classified. He had a legal right to every single one of those documents, from what I understand. Oh, shoot, we're out of time. Thank you for calling. I hope to hear from you again. I want to hear more, Adam, because if you're right, we need to know it. And I appreciate you calling for it. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have, folks. We're out of time. So quickly, already. Dirt. We'll be back on Monday, Boston Early's Rush Hour. Remember Larry Kudlow up next. Larry's a genius. Always love listening to him. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families, as always, my friends. And thank you for listening. We'll see you on Monday. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.